0: Welcome to After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora or as always head on over to americaoutloud.com where you can click the listen live tab for 24/7 talk radio and while you're over there at americaoutloud.com please share the podcast and articles we appreciate that a great deal we're facing the same social media censorship that so many others are. We've got crime on the rise all across America from coast to coast. We see it in California. We see it in New York. We see it in Chicago. The crime is on the rise. And we've got the perfect guest to bring on tonight, Madeline Brain. She's the founder of Rescue Angel in New York State director of Blexit. She's appeared on numerous media outlets, including After Dark with Robin Andrew, promoting stricter policies on violent crimes. Her son, Jason Carrera was stabbed to death in Harlem in 2018. He was a military veteran. She is now calling for changes to the city's liberal bail reform policies after one of her son's murders was set free on $12,000 bail and uh, we're going to bring her on tonight to talk about these crimes that we're seeing taking place all across the country you know the media Rob likes to zero in on mass shootings and things like what happened last week in Chicago where that uh, wacky kid went out and shot over 30 people and that's horrible and we uh, feel for all the victims and their families, for sure. But they don't put so much attention on these crimes that happen on a day-to-day basis. And that very weekend in Chicago, there were over 50 people shot, which is even more people than were shot during the, that mass shooting. And we see the media kind of keep silent about that and not give that the same kind of attention as what you see when these big events happen. And then that's allowed a lot of these uh, liberal district attorneys in. Uh, others to get away with letting these criminals off and not holding them accountable and madeline has actually had a recent incident in uh, new york city she's going to tell us about but rob how are you doing tonight and uh, we're excited for madeline on uh, i know i am how about yourself
1: andrew i'm doing good tonight uh i'm glad to be on and i'm glad that madeline is on with us tonight so that she could talk. Firsthand, as to how these liberal laws are affecting people, how they impact lives, how they change lives. And it's not just that, but it's the, also the folks that are in power. They don't have a sense of urgency or a sense of law and order. And we've spoken about this on many times. You look at our attorney general, Merrick Garland, he went to Ukraine to look for crime to prosecute crime or to help them. While we have crime here in our cities, there's crime in his backyard in DC, where you have rioters that are threatening our Supreme Court justices. We learned toward the end of last week that Supreme Court justice was out having dinner and rioters came and accosted him, Brad Kavanaugh, he and his family, Morton Steakhouse. How did they know he was there? Well, someone used Twitter to mobilize the wacky base. And they were told that if you spot him or any other of the Supreme Court justices, the ones that are conservative, not the liberals, let us know. We'll give you 50 bucks, And if they're still there, when we get there, the price goes up to 250 bucks. Now, you tell me those aren't threats. You tell me that's not a ploy. You tell me that's not an attempt to antagonize and even to assassinate a Supreme Court justice. And Joe Biden's Department of Justice looks the other way. The FBI looks the other way. Whereas you have a situation here in New York City, Jose Alba working at a bodega store, and we talked about this last night rather in depth, working at a bodega store, was threatened, was about to have the bejesus beaten out of him by a black man because his girlfriend, his baby's mama, went to the store, didn't have enough money to pay for potato chips, and the guy said, you can't have this. She went outside and told the guy, his name was Austin Simon, that Jose Alba snatched the chips from her or from the baby. He went in to seek retribution, jumped in front of the guy's face, yelling at him, screaming at him, pushing the guy. Now, this is all caught on camera. And of course, Jose Alba, afraid for his life, trying to get away. I think he was 61 or 62, starts trying to protect himself. I guess this guy started to beat, beat him. He pulls out a knife and he stabs him. Now that's not before. Austin Simon, or his girlfriend had cut Jose Alba. long story short. Jose Alma was arrested. Austin Simon is dead, and as I said last on last night's show, and I don't take it back, good riddance. But he's dead. Jose, Jose Alba was sent to jail to Rikers, to Rikers. On a $1.5 million bail, someone protested, "I don't know who, because you're in liberal New York. And then they knocked it down to two fifty. Now I'm told they knocked it down to fifty thousand, and they let him out of jail because he was experiencing some medical issues. But he's at home with an ankle bracelet. What what was his crime? What did he do besides defend himself? But Alvin Braxell fit to go in and arrest him. We see this time after time after time in New York City. You have these boys, these men. Now hear me correctly. Yes, there are white people committing crimes. But proportionately, Black men are committing crimes. White youths are committing crimes. What's going on? Besides being told that you're insignificant, you're toxic, well, what about Austin Simon? There's a toxicity right there. Oh, and there's a lot of more toxic people out there. I don't even want to go into it. That's for a different show. Because if we look at the transgender man, they're as toxic as they they want to be when they have people saying that they are women And that women who are born women are not women. They're not females. Another story for another day. Let me go back to Brad Kavanaugh. So what if Brad Kavanaugh's family was attacked and he decided to fight back and he killed one of the rioters? Would Merrick Garland have arrested him? Absolutely. You bet your life on it because that would have been a way to get him off the court. This is wrong. It's wrong. I don't care how you try to dress it up. It's wrong. This should not be happening. But this is diversity. This is the diversity that they wanted. Well, we're arresting too many of these Black people. We got to let them go. But who created those laws arresting Black people? Democrats. And now they so conveniently turned it around and say, oh, no, this is Republicans. We're trying to help them out. That's the reason why we're looking the other way when the crimes are committed. Every night, every day, you turn on the TV, someone is being killed. The other day, a 14 year old was stabbed in the subway. A 14 year old boy. I don't know why he was at the subway at that time. I don't know if it was light, I mean, uh, midnight or what. And now I'm learning that they arrested or apprehended the person who they think did it. He was 15. Okay, let's move to Chicago. A Fox News analyst, brother, 18, shot in Chicago. And then they want to talk about, oh, look at the Highland shootings, and this is horrible. Now, mind you, they're not going to say a lot about the Highland shooter. You know why? Because the shooter was, the the guy was white, and most of the people that he killed were white, so we don't care about that. Only if he's white killing Black people. Meanwhile, Black people are killing Black people nonstop in Chicago. You might as well just open up a whole funeral parlor there on the streets, because they're killing each other nonstop, and in New York City. This did not exist in New York City when Giuliani was the mayor. None of this. Eric Adams is a failure, an abject failure. He's only been in the, office, in the job for like eight months, but he is an abject failure. And I don't expect anything better coming from him. He is another, God rest his soul, David Dinkes, a failure. And if people can't see it, if this is the diversity you want by allowing failures at the top, shame on you. It has to stop. It has to end. Now, as we said earlier, we have on Madeline Brahm, who was impacted by crime close to home with her son. She was on before talking to us about this. And we thought it would be beneficial to bring her back because when we tell the story, you hear us talking about it. But when you hear a mother talking about it, having her son ripped from her arms and then being told that the person who did it well, we can't put her in jail because she's got to take care of her children. Well, what about Madeline's son? Who will she be able to cradle? A person who went to war to defend this country. But mind you, they don't care about soldiers because they're trying to weed them out of the army anyway and replace them with God knows what. Elections have consequences. Voting has consequences. It is time we wake up and push back. Madeline, thank you for being on tonight. How are you?
2: Hello. How are you? I'm 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 okay. I'm you know, um still trying to recuperate from the incident that happened on the subway on last Friday. So, you know, I'm I'm on pain medication and muscle relaxants to try to heal. Right. Um but I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, um I I, I, can't, I really can't put a word to it. Really can't put a word to it. I I am um uh, been through so much, you know, um, New York city is just complete train wreck. Okay. Um, that that's just off the rails. Uh, so many different things are happening. The crime is out of control. Um, we, we, we have, uh, no one to stand in the gap and to speak up for the victims. All right. And their families, uh, the, the court systems are just ridiculous. You know, uh, why are we wasting all of these tax dollars paying these people to not do their job? Um, We're talking from the governor's mansion right on down to city council. Right. Um, I don't know where these people came from. I don't know where their political ideology came from. I don't know. Who thought of restorative justice, uh, social justice, criminal justice reform, bail reform? I don't know whose brainchild that was, all right? But it is a complete failure. We're going on um, almost three years and all we see is body after body after body, you know, incident after incident after incident Mothers are down there at the morgue identifying their children every single day. We got sidewalk, shrines everywhere with candles and balloons and t-shirts with the you know with with, with, with the child's face on the front. It's becoming a normal thing, like an event.
1: Right. That's I see happening
2: that, in our community. Something see, to celebrate.
1: That's the scary thing about it, Madeline. Yes. Is that it's becoming normal people are becoming desensitized to it and it's yes. as if it, though okay it, it happened move on and it should not be that yes. way
2: yeah like this is what happens in the hood oh well this is what happens in the hood and, and and actually one of the um one of the family members of the saunders because as you know my son you know you spoke about it already uh, i'll just bring you up to speed because there have been some developments in the case all right since we last talked uh mary saunders her, uh, the murder and gang assault charge was completely dismissed against her, all right, and they came up with some bogus charge of attempted assault. How could you attempt to assault somebody when you're participating on camera in the all-out first-degree gang assault and second-degree murder on another human being, and the person is dead, all right? So long story short, Mary was sentenced to one-year time served. So when uh, she was released on bail in 2019, she never saw the uh, inside of a jail cell again. Mary is free, okay? Um, she she did 18, uh, 14 months before her bail was reduced, and they let her, and they cut her, her and they cut her loose the first time. So uh, she she never saw the inside of another jail cell, right? So Mary got away with murder, right? You know the show I almost got away with it? Well, Mary got away with it. Okay, Mm. because because of the the uh, the the um, restorative justice, the progressive nonsense that they're doing down at the Manhattan district attorney's office. And this wasn't even the legal aid. All right. This was the prosecutor. You know, the case was assigned a new prosecutor because the old one, she quit because she wasn't willing to sell her soul. Right. She wasn't able to do her job as a prosecutor because of the new administration. So she quit. And she passed a strong trial-ready case onto the new administration, and that's what they did with it, all right? Completely dismissed the murder charges against two of the people accused, caught on video, killing my son, all right? So Mary's free. Now, Travis Stewart, he's the friend, the male friend, who uh, held Hassan's arm <clears throat> while uh, James stabbed him and also participated in the kicking and punching and the stomping, you know, um, of Hassan and his father, while James stabbed, they dropped the murder charges against him too. And he played guilty to attempted gang assault. How can you attempt to gang assault someone? But they they drummed up these bogus charges against them. All right, so uh, Travis got sentenced uh, last week to seven years. Okay, Um, and the only reason why he got that is because he has about six or seven priors, violent felony you know, um, offenses, convictions. And so they, they gave him seven years. So he, he's done four already, so he'll be out in 18 months. Now, um, at the end of the day, we still have a dead body, right? We still have a dead body that someone needs to be held accountable for. We have the two brothers, James and, and Christopher, that are still on Rikers Island, right? And um, they're, they're assuring me that they're gonna take them to trial. I have zero confidence. Zero confidence that they're not going to offer them a plea deal as well. And one of the things that we're trying to do with Victims' Rights Reform Council is to um, <clears throat> pass some legislation or get some pa- legislation passed that, you know, um, does not, that doesn't allow them to offer plea deals for murder, right? You murdered somebody, right? And they got you on video doing it, right? And they got the evidence to prove it after trial. There should be no plea deal, all right? Absolutely. That case, that, that case should go direct, directly to trial. And let a jury decide. Let a jury decide. All right. It's, it's not the prosecutor's job to offer plea deals for a murder. So th- that's the update on on my son's case. All right. So we have two that are um, one that's out completely free, and another one that'll be out in eighteen months. Right. And then then we have the two brothers that are supposed to start trial in October.
0: Unbelievable. Okay? Yeah. And this so, this is this is for murder. Sorry to cut you off, Madeline. Murder. We're about to go to commercial break. When we come back, we definitely want to hear more details about what happened to you on the subway. You're tuned After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available Monday through Friday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast on the America Out Loud iHeartRadio channel, or you can go to americaoutloud.com and click the Listen Live tab. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew, a special guest, Madeline.
3: Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic-era strains for decades? CoFixRx took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of CoFixRx nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a CoFixRx nasal solution cleanse. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at Cofixrx.com.
1: And we're back with After Dark Robin Andrew and our special guest, Madeline Brom, who has experienced firsthand what happens when the lawlessness rules the day and the night. And justice seems so far, and you can't get, it, although you see what's happening, and you're making your voice heard, but no one is listening. Well, no one that's supposed to listen your district attorney, they're looking the other way. The police, the political figures, they're looking the other way and they claim, they claim that they're supposed to or that they have our best interests at heart, just vote for them, please vote for me. And like clockwork, we continuously vote for them. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that Eric Adams was not going to do jack squat for New York City, but walk around in his three-piece or four-piece suit with the swag and his earring in his ear talking about the joints that he smoked and then be seen at the nightlife of New York City. did not take a rocket scientist to realize that. did not take a rocket scientist to realize, and I want to say this, he was nothing but a token. He's not going to do anything. He's, I, want, I want to say he's worse than uh, de Blasio, but they're probably neck and neck. But the man wasn't going to do absolutely a darn thing, but just sit there and say, vote for me. Now I hear that he's looking at running for the presidency. Are you serious? What have you done for me lately? Not a darn thing, but like clockwork, New Yorkers will flock to the polls and vote for him If they see that there is a Republican or a conservative running, oh, no, we don't need him. What do you mean you don't need him? Half of the population of New York City has moved where? To Florida. Why are they going to Florida? Florida is a red state. Why would they go to Miami? Why are you going there? Why not stay here? And the mess that you created, you'll go there with those liberal ideas. No one wants that. But yet and still, that is what will happen. As I mentioned, look at Chicago. Mayor Lloyd Lightfoot. She will run again and they will vote for her knowing that she's not doing anything. She just wants to be the first. Oh, I was the first black lesbian. Yeah, but what else did you do? We have better black people in our community, if that's what you want, who can come in and do a fine job. Look at Clarence Thomas. Oh, they don't like him because he's an Uncle Tom according to Joy Reid. Look at Tim Scott. Oh, they don't like him either. See, they don't like what's good for them, but what's not good for them, they will vote for every time. You look at the last 50 years, They have been telling black people, you will overcome. We're going to get you there. We're going to get you to the next level. We had a black president serve for two terms with two black attorney generals. And what changed? Absolutely nothing. Wake up. That should tell you something. But no, they'll continue to vote for them. Meanwhile, the Hispanic community, oh, they're waking up. And they're seeing the joke that the Democrat Party is. No, some of them are still pledging their allegiance to the Democrats because they're looking at getting freebies. What is it used to giving freebies and you get nothing else? At some point, that gravy train will stop. But that's where we are. Here in 2022. So again, we brought Madeline back on. Because just recently, unfortunately, again, she was met with another incident in the New York City subway. The subway system that Eric Adams is telling everyone, oh, come on, ride the subway. Crime is down. Do you think I believe that? Do you think I believe those numbers? You're telling me that the crime is down and a 14-year-old boy just got stabbed. A week before then, another man was stabbed. Another man was shot. People were jumped on the subway. And you're telling me that the crime is down? And then when you're looking for a police officer, there's no one to be found? You don't have any of the token booths, attendants sitting there anymore? Because, oh, that costs too much. But yet still, you can pay all these other people money? Really? Are you serious? Then you want us to go back to work? with all this crime? I don't think so. I don't think so. So Madeline, share with our listeners what happened to you recently, unfortunately, on the subway.
2: Yeah, it it was unfortunate. It was tragic. I was on my way to a uh, Restore Law and Order rally that I had organized down in front of Alvin Bragg's office on last Friday, July 1st. And I was on the um, southbound number four train that i had gotten on at bedford park in the bronx and um you know train pulled off as normal we pulled into 149th street in grand concourse there's construction going on and everything nothing nothing unusual you know um doors open people got on doors closed we pulled off for maybe a foot or two and then all of a sudden the train came to like a screeching halt so that, that's not, un, un, you know, that's nothing un, unusual either. You know, there's always, you know, delays and stops and goes on, on the subway. So anyway, we're sitting here for about a minute and I look up and I look to my right into the car before me and I see a bunch of people running towards the uh, car that I was in. I was in the third to the last car and um my car had, was still at the platform. So I think the, 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 uh, Upper cars were already in the tunnel because remember the the train had pulled off and it stopped. So people were running back away from something. I don't know what it was. You know, there was suspicion that someone had a gun, all right, and people were running. Anyway, they bust through the door of the car I was in screaming and hollering, run, we're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. Of course, complete panic pandemonium. I stand up, and as soon as I stood up to run, I was knocked down and trampled over by about 20 people. Finally, someone um, helped me up to my feet. I was able to run again, and as I was passing through the cars to the next car for safety, my foot slipped down between the gap of the two trains. Uh, Once again, I fell down. I'm screaming, please, somebody help me, help me. Somebody help me up, all right? And when my foot came up, my shoe slipped off onto the track. So now I'm running into the last car of the train with one shoe on. It. I'm already limping because I hurt my my knee when they knocked me down and trampled. We get to the door, the last door and the last car of the train is about 60 or 70 people piled in this one corner and all the doors are closed. The, 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 the train is, is platformed there at 149 in Grand Concourse. We're all screaming. There was a woman under the seat looking up at me saying please help me please I'm scared I'm scared I don't want to die I don't want to die she climbed under the seat right so some of the men started banging on the glass of the car door and um they kept punching and punching it started to shatter a little bit and it wouldn't break and I just started saying Jesus 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 really loud right and all of a sudden the glass fell out all right and someone behind me jumped right on my shoulder and jumped out of the window. And I think two or three other people jumped out of the window as well. And then finally a police officer showed up outside of the car door and he signaled to someone down the track and then they opened up one side of the door. Now everybody is in complete panic, complete terror, complete horror, and they bum-rushed the door, all right, to get out. They pushed me out. Remember I have on one shoe because I lost a shoe that fell onto the track, okay? So as soon as I stepped out of the train, I stepped right into the glass of the broken window. So I have all these shards of glass, excruciating pain just went right into my body. Then when I stepped down, I realized that my leg was hurt as well. So now I'm screaming and Hopping and police trying to help me. And then they they lead me over to the bench and I look at my foot. My foot is bleeding. I have glass stuff all to the bottom of my foot. You know, I'm, I'm terrified, I'm terrorized. You know, people are running and screaming. The cops are running up and down the platform, you know, with their hands on the gun, gun ready, talking about, you know, uh, where's the gun? Did anybody see the gun? Who has the gun? Right. So I don't know if there was a gun or not right, but I know that they came there ready looking for someone with a gun, right, so I was transported to Lincoln Hospital, you know, by ambulance, and uh, several, several x-rays and cat scans and different things were, you know, um, tests were run, and uh, thank God I didn't have any broken bones, you no fractures, you know, I was pretty banged up, you know, but um, I, I, when they took the CAT scan, the results of the CAT scan came out with uh, two bulging discs in my back. Right, so um, now I'm in the process of, you know, uh, doctors and therapy and you know, mental mental health and different things like that. Right, but I'm. I'm it's just an example, all right? It's just an example of how unsafe the subways really are. No police presence at all. You know, Mayor Adams is talking about how. You know, uh, New York is a safe, safe to ride the train like you were just saying, okay, it's a lie. It's a straight lie. We are at the mercy of whatever it is. All types of criminal elements that allow to roam the streets of New York City to do whatever they want, however they want, whenever they want to, whomever they want with no consequences. Nothing to deter them, nothing to stop them. We just have to at the mercy of those people. That wasn't even an a, a, a incident where I could have defended myself because people say, oh, you should carry pepper spray and taser. I carry all that in my bag. I carry everything that I could use for a weapon except for a gun. All right, But in that situation. None of those things that I had in my bag would have done me any good. None of it. All right. So th- these are things that we are faced with here on a daily basis. Now, tomorrow morning I have to get back on that subway, right? To go to work. I rely on that subway to get to work every single day. How am I supposed to do that without being absolutely terrified and traumatized? You know, th- 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 this should not be. That's why so many people have stopped taking the train, right? I can't afford to take an Uber or a Lyft to work every day. You know, so I'm I'm stuck within a, a, a rock and hard place here. You know, mm. I have to make decisions. I have to make decisions on either my livelihood, survival, paying my rent, or, you know, going on disability right. that, will pay me a, that will pay me $170 a week.
1: Madeline, you know? that's, that's a horrific story, like you said. You should Absolutely. be able to get up and ride the subway. You are a tax-paying citizen yep. without the fear that violence, you will happen upon violence or violence will be directed toward you. But yet and still we have a mayor, we have a city council, we have elected officials up in Albany, like Governor Hochul, that are telling us, oh, there's nothing to see here. And yeah. we're going to do this and we're going to do that. It's like, but what are you doing to the criminals? What are you doing with this criminal activity with people who aren't afraid to act out? They don't care because they know what, what, what is the worst that could happen to us. <laughs>
2: they'll they'll arrest
1: them and let them go, right?
2: From the and let them someone. go.
1: That that's the worst that will happen. Right, right. nothing you, will
2: happen to them. Nothing. Even if you kill someone, even for murder, they're letting people go. Even if people caught with guns, they're letting them go. You know, um, th- when I went to court, I wanted to share this. When I went to court on on Travis Stewart's last court date, when he when he took when he got sentenced, okay, my case was the last case to be heard, so I sat there all day long case after case after case people coming in from the street charged with some horrendous charges all right were being brought back in on a warrant that they were let go on the time before and the judge still let them walk right back out the courtroom okay people bought from the back right one man came out with a spit mask you know what a spit mask is is that that that's the inmates who spit on Officers and, and other inmates and throw feces. He had mitts on, he had cuffs, and he was also uh, shackled to his waist and his feet were shackled. They brought him from the back. That man, the judge allowed him to curse him out in the courtroom, telling him, demanding to have another lawyer. This would have been the fourth lawyer, and he was in there for murder. Okay. And don't you know that that judge ordered for him to have another lawyer? this is the fourth lawyer that taxpayers are paying for
1: a waste of our resources.
2: Yes. The criminals run the courtroom, the criminals run the streets. All right. They do whatever they want to do and can get away with it all because of this soft on crime, this restorative justice in their mind. They feel like like the criminal is the victim and the victim is the villain. Right. Yeah, I don't
1: yeah, yeah. I don't get it. It's it's yeah. like you said, it's just restorative justice. Restorative what justice. You, what are you trying to restore? You have people that <gasps> obey the law. It's like yeah. you're setting it up so that the criminals yes. can get away with anything. They rule the streets, they rule the night. We live yes, in <laughs> fear of them. You think yep. back to the comic book Batman, yeah, and how Batman would come in and clean up Gotham City. I think right yep. now batman would be afraid to come to new york city if yes. you could get in because they would probably say have you had the vaccine well if you haven't had yeah. the vaccine you can't come in and huh. do you believe in transgenders if you don't you can't come in yeah this is it's, I, we used to say that it's worse than mickey mouse but even mickey mouse is beginning to hemorrhage over the wokeness
2: yeah you know it, it, it's complete a godless it's complete godless and lawless is what it is like bobby from harlem would say that that New York, is, these are just godless and lawless people, all right? And, and that's what it is. They, they believe in a the theory that if we are nice to them, okay, if, if, if we're nice to the criminal, that somehow it will change their wicked ways, their evil ways. Don't they know that the criminals are laughing their behinds off?
1: <laughs> They're laughing
2: their behinds off right in their faces talking to your stupid dummies, Don't you know that I'm a criminal and that's what I do? Criminals commit crime, rapists rape, okay? Killers kill, thieves steal. That's what they do, right? That's their lifestyle. That's all they know how to do. They don't know how to function in society as law-abiding citizens. Their life, their world is in the penitentiary. They're institutionalized. And for them to let them free, cut them loose into the streets, all right, to create all of this chaos and drama and and, and hurting people, all right, for them to do that is criminal in itself, especially when it's happening over and over and over again. The crime rates are rising. They see that their their theory is not working, all right, and they, they don't have the balls to roll it back, right? They don't have the political will or the political appetite to roll it back because it will make them look bad. Right, right, they're, they're scared of losing votes. They have no concern, especially for the poor black and brown communities.
1: Because no that's who these
2: policies, that's that's who these policies are affecting the most.
1: Right, they're impacting these poor communities, yet still they're telling them that we're looking out for your best interests. It's that's like, this, but how can gaslighting
2: Gaslighting, you... we're being gaslit. gaslit. Gaslighting. Is what it is, you know? But at the end of the day, Billions and billions of dollars have been spent and invested into these initiatives, okay, to build these community based organizations, all right, that are supposed to deliver these mental health services, these rehabilitative services, all right? I would like to know, I would like to see some data, right? Since everybody wants talking about data, all right, I would like to see some data on how many of these people who were released actually walked through the doors of these, these nonprofits, okay? That are getting all these millions of dollars of our tax dollars. I would like to see how many are actually walking through their doors receiving services. All right, either um gonna go to school, getting some job training, going to drug or rehab, drug and alcohol programs. You know, I would like to know. I would like to see some measurable outcomes of effectiveness. Right, I want to know what my tax dollars are being spent on.
3: Yeah, you I know, think- and I
2: think I think that every New Yorker that should be a question, that should be a demand, that we would like to see some numbers. How effective are these initiatives that you're saying? You removed our police and you put these violence interrupters in their place that they're supposed to be interrupting the violence. Really? They respond to violence is what they do. They're not doing any intervention or prevention. They're not jumping in front of the bullets like the police do. Right. So, so it's all just a bunch of all just a bunch of nonsense, what they're doing. All right. It's deadly. It's dangerous. It's wasting our money. Racing, wasting resources is what it's doing. And, and they just don't have the political will to roll it back because they're afraid that if they do that, the conservatives are going to win. I'm a proud conservative.
0: Amen. Madeline, you are speaking truth to power. We're going to be back for one more segment. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin E.
3: These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow HealthyCell.com. Code out loud.
0: World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness.
1: Folks, we're back at the last half of After Dark with Robert Andrew and our special guest Madeline. And Madeline said something that is so true. She said that she's a conservative and she's proud of it. I'm a black conservative and I'm proud of it also. When exchange it or change it for anything in the world. So some would say, oh, well, you're just an Uncle Tom. Call me an Uncle Tom. But people fail to realize about Uncle Tom is that Uncle Tom was a smart man. His whole mission was about survival. And just think and imagine if so many other people had the same mindset as Uncle Tom, how so many of them would have been freed from the slavery mentality that they're in right now. We need to rewrite the script on Uncle Tom and right the wrong because Uncle Tom was not a coward. He knew how to survive. So when people say that, I'm like, you can call me that all you want to is not gonna change my mind. It is about survival and you cannot survive when you're constantly hitching your wagon onto the Democrat party because they don't care for you. The only thing they want is your vote. That is it. They will do nothing else, nothing else. Why is it that our communities are still plagued with violence? Why is it that you keep telling us that you will overcome? Why haven't we overcame yet? Why is it it is the same recipe over and over again? And as I said the other day, a 14-year-old boy was stabbed. Do you see any on the left running out and saying, we need to take away the knives? We need to put the knives up? No, they're not. But the moment someone gets shot, oh, we need to take away your guns. Don't you give away your guns. Don't you dare. Because that would be the very beginning of an anarchy that they will set up on this country. And then for then on out, you will be enslaved unto them. And not just to them, but the overlords, the Chinese. Look at what the Chinese are doing. They're all in South America. Biden's folks, oh, don't worry about them. Oh, they're not our competition. Don't worry about them. Donald Trump had it right. They were afraid of him. They're not afraid of Biden. Biden is a joke. He's an abject failure. He is a joke. And the media, the media is to blame for everything that's happening. They're the source of contention. They're the source of our problems. If people would wake up and see this, they have lied about everything, and they continue to lie. We've got to turn them out. We've got to reject them. We have got to reject them. We have got to start pushing back. I see Madeline on the front lines every day fighting for justice for her son and for others. They don't like it. They want to silence her. But she gets up tirelessly and she keeps going and going and going. And that's what it's going to take because if we give up, they would have won. And we can't allow them to get, give up. We can't allow them to keep going and doing what they're doing, which is wrong. Madeline, where do you get your source to keep going? Well,
2: my uh, my strength comes directly from the Lord. You know, I, I believe in God, right? I, I believe in the power of prayer, right? I, I believe in me not being able to do nothing on my own source of power. But on on the other hand, my motivation is the other mothers and the other families, right? Because if this is happening to me, it's happening to hundreds and thousands of others. Don't get me wrong, I get discouraged because I don't see them, you know, um, being able to stand up for themselves. I don't see them with the same drive or motivation that I have, you know, and the same horrible thing happened to them that happened to me. And sometimes I don't understand it, but I also understand that everybody's grief process is different. Everybody doesn't have a gift to stand up and speak. Everybody wasn't given a voice. But even if they would just stand with me, right? Just stand. All they have to do is just stand. Even if they can't say anything, just stand. Show up and stand. You know, you're talking about the little 14-year-old boy, right? He had on at least three or four thousand dollars worth of clothes in the picture on his social media. That new, that that goose-knuckle coat, right? I bought my son one of those. I was looking to buy him one of those. That's about a $2,000 jacket right there, okay? And it's like, where is he getting money from to afford that type of stuff? He's only 14. I hold directly his mother, his father, or whoever is taking care of him, whoever is responsible, whoever is receiving one penny of my tax dollars in a food stamp, and a benefit in Section Eight, okay? Those people are responsible for that boy, right? He's a child, fourteen years old. Wherever he was living, created an environment for his mindset to thrive and to grow, and to want to be in the street and be, you know, in, in into that. What what are they calling it? Um, it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a genre genre of rap music um what are they calling it oh i forgot it slipped in my mind
1: but it, I, it, I know what you're talking about because eric adams was talking about the kill music it, or something yeah. yes drill music. Drill music. drill music drill
2: music it originated out of chicago all right where you have these little small street gangs that live in certain areas all right and they they carry out what they call drill ops on one another. Drill Ops come directly from the video games, right, where they go up on the block and they just open fire and see how many kills they can get, all right, and they film it. And it's all based on this music that they're making. Now the article in the paper said that this little boy was an aspiring rapper, right, just like the other little boy was an aspiring rapper who shot the cop, all right? Just, happened about a month ago. He was arrested for, for attempted murder on the cop, and they let him out. They let him out because they said that he was because of his age. What is that? The uh, less is more, I believe. It's either less. One of them new policies that they that they put in. All right, they put in place for 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 uh, youth offenders. So, but the little fourteen-year-old boy, my heart hurts for him because his parents, whoever responsible for him, failed him. The system didn't fail him. The people who are responsible for him failed him. And also the little 15 year old boy who stabbed him. Those are children, you know? And there is no excuse for that. There is no excuse for that. Our communities, the OGs that are standing on the corners watching these little boys all right, do do whatever they do in the street and the way they're moving in the street, all right? These OGs who've been there and done that need to be pulling these boys up and talking to these boys and telling them, yo, chill, you know, what you're doing is either going to end up dead or in jail. You don't want that for yourself. You don't want that type of life for yourself. But you see, we don't have that type of community anymore. When I grew up, we had that. You couldn't do nothing outside because someone would go home and tell your mother. Someone would tell your mother that you were outside, cutting up, acting up, being grown. We had a, a community that raised one another, that looked out for people's children when they weren't at, when, they, when, when you know, the parents or, or whatever were at work. We don't have that anymore. So our children, are the ones that are the target of all this stuff in the music industry, the makeup and hair industry, the cosmetic industry, the sex industry. Our children are the target of all this stuff, right? And our children are susceptible. So we can't blame these kids. We have to blame the adults. Right. We have to go right into the four walls of the home and find out what's going on within the four walls of the home. That's where the change needs to begin. That's where it begins. And that's where it ends. within the four walls of the home.
1: You're so right. The four walls of the home, that's where it starts. That's where it begins and that's where it ends. And unfortunately, there's so many of these four walls that are single parents with the mothers, trying to raise the children. The mother's trying to raise boys to be men. How can they raise a boy to be a man and they're mad at the boy's dad? I don't know if you saw this uh, clip that was circulating on social media, Madeline, of a woman who had, I think, four kids. And one of the kids' baby daddy was bringing him or whatever it was, a meal from McDonald's. Mm -hmm. And she got mad at him and said, wait a minute, you're only bringing one child? a meal from McDonald's. What about my other children? And he said, well, they're not my children. I'm only bringing food for my kid. And she goes, Mm -hmm. well, so they're going to sit there and they're going to watch this kid eat and they're not going to have anything to eat. Well, I don't want this. And just I continued like a big argument. And I looked at this and for one, I said, why is this even on social media? Mm -hmm. Are they allowing this to be on social media? Why won't they censor that and say, no, this is misinformation. We don't want that out there. But they'll uh-huh. put that out there, allowing people to see this. I'm like, shame, shame, shame. And Black people, they'll look at it and they'll laugh and they'll share it and they'll, ha, 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 uh-huh. that's right. And I'm like, look at these mothers, the same uh-huh. mothers that they're trying to encourage to have an abortion. Oh, abort yeah. your baby. Now, they won't pay for you to get a job. They, uh-huh. help you see, they help you take care of the baby. But if you tell them, I want to abort it, oh, here's the money. Did yes. you know Madeline? that there are more, the percentage of Blacks that abort their children. I think it's like in New York City, it's like 60%. I'm like, what?
3: Yeah,
2: it's genocide. It's genocide. Genocide. Yeah, it's genocide, you know, self genocide, just like it's self-decimation, right? The policymakers, the lawmakers, they're just putting policies in place to make it easier for us to self-decimate, right? Um, if if, if you take away decent jobs, housing, school, education, all right, you keep people in poverty, and then you make it easy for them to continue to live the way that they're living, all right? You make it um, hard for them to get on their feet, all right? Put some real educational opportunities, some real job opportunities, fix them dilapidated housing, especially NYCHA. They've been stealing billions for years, okay? and not doing anything to uh, push those people out, all right? They have no business being living in NYCHA for 40, or 50 years, right? That, that's for low income, right? That, that should be like a temporary housing type situation, NYCHA, all right? Shouldn't be able to pass that down to your children, to your children's children, and to your children's children. That keeps you in slavery. It's slavery, right? And encourage the people. And of people to get up on their own two feet. Why are we not doing that? Why are we not putting things in place in the community? Opportunities, offering, not giving anything. All right. Enough with the handouts. Enough with the with the freebies. Enough with it. Right? They want to make keep them.
1: They want to keep make them dependent. Yes, Absolutely, keep, they want dependent upon the government. Woodwork. Yes,
2: exactly. I, I think somebody did that. I think uh, uh, Giuliani did that. And then Bill Clinton came along with the welfare to work or whatever, you know. Um, but for some reason, they stopped it again. You know why? Because it was working. That's why. Exactly. Anything that works, anything that they put in place and it proved that, you know, there will be some success in the black and brown communities, they took it away. They ended it. No more funding for it. Oh, no, we don't have money for that anymore. You know, but they'll take it and they'll do stupid shit with it. Excuse my language. They'll take it and they'll do stupid stuff with it. You know, misuse our funds, throw our money away. And nothing is allotted. I think they had a, uh, the budget, the 22-23 the 20, uh, budget passed, all right? They gave over $50 million for these anti-violence organizations, nonprofit organizations, over $50 million. Do you know how much good that would have done in the community in in building some type of resource, a real resource center where kids can go in and get some transferable skills, right? Some job readiness stuff, real stuff.
1: Exactly. Tangible items, things that we could see.
2: Some tangible, something tangible. I'm not talking about no basketball court. They act like all black kids don't have to do is bounce a dog on ball.
1: There you go. There you go, and th- and that's what it seems. It's like, but what about vocational jobs, skills, something that they Kids can go. Everyone is not going to be a basketball player. They no. might play ball well, but they're not going to make it to the big leagues. So no, offer not. them something else
2: besides a dog on ball in a community center that they only open up when they have events. When 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 the the uh, local politicians want to come out and do a photo op. Then they will use those new facilities that they put there. But for the most part, those places are locked up. Gates are locked. Kids can't go in there freely and use those things. They're only invited in when you have elected officials there, that they have an event that they want to come out, you know, and pander for votes to make the community think that they're doing something. I'm so sick and tired of it. I'm so sick and tired of it. You know, I, I don't know where we go from here. I really don't know where we go from here other than trying to educate the voter, all right? Trying to, you know, put put other um other candidates in front of them, let them know that these people are running too and and this is what they stand for, this 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 and that. All right? Helping them to fill out them voter registration forms correctly, all right? And letting them know that they can change party affiliation, but there's different rules for the local elections than there are for the national elections. You know, people are just not educated on stuff. So either they don't vote, or if they do, they just vote for what, what they know. And that's it.
0: Yeah. For well, whoever's popular. Well said, Madeline. It seems like people are going to have to change They w- way they vote for anything to change thank you so much for joining us tonight we appreciate your time as always uh, and we hope that you recover from that recent incident on the subway uh sounds like a horrible incident thank you oh, all yeah. for joining us on after dark with rob and andrew on america out loud which is available on iHeartRadio, spotify pandora or wherever you stream please like and subscribe or go to america we'll see you next time and remember stand for something or
1: fall for nothing.